This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense event happens in seconds. In the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life could change forever. I pray you never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists, because every responsibly armed Americans should have the training and the education to navigate the self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, the 24-7 critical response team is right there for you to discover more about USCCA. Visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. What's going on, Super Dave? Oh, not much. Hey, so how'd you like the Monster Jam last night? Good, little, but... Little sloppy? Yes, good, but very cold and rainy. Oh, you did get cold and rainy, too? Yes. You needed that hat last night. That's what you needed. Yeah, that would have... So did you get a chance to meet any of the drivers that I sent your dad the names on? Uh, We did meet... Uh, Cynthia? Yeah, isn't Cynthia. She, isn't she fun? Yes. Did you call her Frenchie? Because uh, that's what she likes to be called. She's no. from Canada. Yo. Uh, next door, upstairs. That's right, right up the road. <laughs> yeah. And then Tyler, did you get a chance to meet Tyler? The one who drives Gravedigger? Uh-huh. Yeah. Gravedigger. Did you tell him I said hi? Uh. No. You forgot. No. He said Dave who? Huh? See? He remembered you? Yeah, from uh, last year. See? Doesn't remember the old guy. Always remembers the little guy. But you had a good time. I see you got some Monster Jam toys to yeah. play with. Yeah, both Grave Digger and Son of, son a, digger. of a Digger. See, you didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> well, well, I just discovered yesterday they uh, they told the audience that Son of a Digger was actually uh, born in 2011. Yeah. Oh. And it was. And it is that was, was that was, is that when you were born? Uh, two years before yeah. I was born. And you know what Son of a Digger is? It's a Jeep. Oh. <laughs> Look at the front. Look at the front end. It's not like your mom's Jeep, but it's- It runs. Yeah, but it's 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 got- <laughs> It looks pretty similar. Yeah, 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 it does. Well, that's it's a die cast. But yeah, but that's- And Son of a Digger was his uh, uh, Dennis Anderson's son. Which was, was the original grave digger. Correct. The one you have in your other hand. Except I've never seen it with purple wheels before. But uh, it's, Did you see it with purple wheels last night? No, I no. have one with purple wheels and the other one with uh, silver wheels, right. but those wheels aren't correct. The correct color scheme of the wheels are green. That's exactly correct, Amundo. <laughs> We're gonna, I call didn't it? know that. Should we start calling you Pedro? Yes. The hat fits. So the, the, the correct color scheme for Gravedigger is green wheels. Huh? Yes. Lime green, real or fluorescent green. I guess we should be correct, right? 
Yep. We if you want to get fancy, we yeah. should do Stump of Jackson and ask him. Ask him. Uh, he doesn't know anything about Monster, monster Truck. Jam. If he monster knows everything info, about Monster Jams, he, I'll be shocked. He just knew the proper. Well, I know, but I thought you were thinking color of Sam. scheme. He well, might surprise you. No, no, no. I mean, uh, we should do that with Jackson. We should copy. Jackson him. knows everything about <laughs> Monster Jam. Do you and, really? And yeah, and I do know they uh, came out with a new monster monster truck, Electro Aurorus. Oh, really? I haven't. I've heard of it. I haven't seen pictures of it. It's really cool. I'll, what's, what's, I'll Google a picture and okay. show you. All right, yeah, send it to me. <laughs> so right. other than the weather, the racing wasn't all that good because it was just too sloppy. Yeah. Not very many jumps. Nobody did any backflips. Actually, Gravedigger did and Cynthia did. They both did backflips. Really? Off and, a dumpster or off of uh, one of those big sea van things? Yeah, and Gravedigger stood on his front two wheels, surprisingly. Really? For and those. Cynthia, well, didn't she win um, freestyle? No, she got second place. Oh, Grave, well, Gravedigger got a perfect score of 12 points at the... All three rounds. Look at that. Shall we change the name of the show? Yeah, really. Monster Jam. <laughs> yes, please. With Action Jackson. <laughs> Who knew? Well, the next time what we'll do is have you come in earlier and we'll just do a show on Monster Jam trucks. What do you think? Yes, sir. I knew you would. I even got a salute <laughs> you got out a of salute it. there. So what do you got, son? All right, listen, everybody. If you're in the Inland Empire, which is, of course, Riverside County or San Bernardino, then you're going to want to go to Inland Empire Gun Owners and check out their... CCW uh, seminar that's coming up. They're going to teach you how to get a CCW, Action Jackson, if you want a CCW. You're a little too young. You might not. already got one. Uh, uh, see, Orange County is also uh, hosting online. These are online, by the way. They're on, it's a free online seminar in Orange County and Inland Empire that teaches you how to get your CCW. Of course, here in San Diego, check out our calendar. We have a number of in-person events uh, that teach you how to get your CCW, your California CCW in San Diego. Also, this week are are the uh, monthly meetings. So Tuesday at North County Shooting Center, they all start at six o'clock. They all provide food. Uh, they and uh, Tuesday is uh, North County Shooting Center. Wednesday is Discount Gun Mart on Morena, and Thursday is of course Labella's Pizza. Main thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to uh, talk about. Uh, the, we're going to go over the you know those listening sessions that they had. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the listening sessions. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about what happened because we've gone over what happened, but they're due to uh, – they're going to release like a like a recap. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about, all right, well, let's get ready. What does it mean? Like what are we going to do with this recap? What, what can we do to stop the county from using this to further restrict our Second Amendment rights? We're going to talk a lot about that. So not just talk about it. We're going to try to do some things. We're going to tell you how you can be effective – so uh, please come on down again Tuesday North County Shooting Center Wednesday Discount Gun Mart and Thursday Labella's Pizza and then Shot Show starts tomorrow. How about that? You, you ever been, Alicia? Have you ever been to Shot Show? Not yet. I haven't been either. You haven't been? No, I need to. Well, next year you can go on media passes. All right. Yeah. On this show, Jackson, you ever been? Uh, no, I'm too young. I have to wait until I'm 16 what? or be a part of one of the businesses that's a run that shots your show. I didn't know that. I don't know. We might be able to get hmm. you media passes. Go well, over producer there Rich is going. Yes. Yeah, well, he can go over as a celebrity. Yes, please. <laughs> See? Just got to dress so him polite. up. Like so polite. So polite. You know. So if, if you're going, check out, uh, reach out to Gun Owners Radio and connect with Rich. Are you and, going? Uh, I'm not going. You know, I've never been. So why aren't you going? 
Well, there's a bunch of reasons. Honestly, I can't really think of a good business reason to go. I know a lot of people go yeah, because it's funny it's you neat. say that because like people say, do you go to SEMA? Yeah. I go, nah, I went once, but I don't, there's, spend a lot of money on a hotel and all that and you walk for five days. I, I, I Listen, I could easily tell everybody out there, oh, well, I run San Diego County Gun Owners. I should go to SHOT Show and they'd all believe me. But the reality is I'd just be walking around looking at cool stuff that I probably can't buy in California anyway. Exactly. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, this week's the only our- way. The only way I think we should go. Yeah, it's to set up and have a booth and have a radio. Do the radio show. Do a radio show. Mm. I, see, I, we'd probably do that. I think that'd be cool. Get somebody like Winchester, somebody to foot the bill, and then I would do six hours. But Rich is going to connect with people and promote Gun Owners Radio, and that's a real business reason to go. That's a real business. Yeah. I'm going to stay here and run the business, the meetings, the monthly meetings, and we're going to try to stop San Diego County from yeah, good luck. restricting our, our gun rights. So, yeah. by the way, speaking of Rich, you know, he set up a shop online. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet? Yep. Yeah? I went shopping. You went shopping? I did. <laughs> you can buy all kinds of cool merchandise, Gun Owners Radio merchandise, including, see, first off, it's uh, shop. Dot gunownersradio.com. So shop. It's really cool stuff, Gunownersradio.com. Including that cool shirt that says, actually, it's pronounced Garand, which I think is you You got to send one of those to Sam. Yeah, oh, he's going to get one. I love it. It's so obnoxiously perfect. It is. It's so perfect and obnoxious. Who doesn't like obnoxiously perfect? Yes. I actually want one of those shirts badly. Badly? (laughs) Yes. That's how. I think we look awesome on you. You got too many clothes. No, come on. Can't. Look, you got a new hat. How'd you know that would fit his little beanie? I don't know. Does it hit or, or fit, or is it a little small? Uh, it fits. It's a. You know what that kind of hat is called? What? It's called a pork pie hat. It is. It is. It's Where'd called a pork pie that? hat. I would never wear it again. Wear that. It's awesome. <laughs> you look awesome. We're gonna start calling you Porky. <laughs> if anybody out there runs a ska band, we got a new lead singer here for you. There you go. I think you'd be perfect. All right, let's take a quick break. <laughs> this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms and you need to call California's firearms lawyer, John Dillon, especially if it's about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. 760-642-7150, 760-642-7150, or you can visit the website at dillonlawgp.com. All right, so uh, John Dillon's actually going to be calling in uh, here any minute now, and what we really want to talk to John about is uh, all the lawsuits that are coming up mm-hmm. uh, or that are, that are happening. There's actually quite a bit. There's a lot of action going on in the courts, and uh, you know a lot of people don't really – don't have there's a lot of dots to connect and they don't have all the information all the the ins and outs and the what have yous um, with all these dots because what happened was the the uh, Bruin case the Supreme Court case came out and that was huge the Supreme Court 
just knocked it right out of the park. It was an awesome, awesome thing for the Second Amendment. So everybody was like, all right, great. You know, let's let's take this thing out for a drive, you know, and really see what we can do. But not a lot happened. There wasn't a lot of, of, of real uh, 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 action. And the reason is um, the uh, there was in some parts of the country. I'm really specifically talking about California. And what happened was California passed a law that said if you sue the state based on, you know, oh, yeah. gun rights, unconstitutional gun rights, and lose any portion of it, any part of it, then you, you're respond, You're on the hook for all, all the fees. So that that was that was a big, uh, that was a big roadblock. And all the all these cases, the the and Miller case, and everything. Stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. I, it it really is. I mean, it really you know it 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 reminds you know when you, when you read about like the Jim Crow South, you know, and you read about like civil rights, and you read about some of these other struggles. You know, what, what, no matter what it is. Uh, and, you know, y- y- you hear about some of the laws that were passed or, you know, that were preventing people from voting or preventing people from, you know, doing doing various things. And you think like, man, that's horrible. How do they how do they stand for that? How come mm-hmm. people weren't up in arms and everything? This is as bad as that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is as bad as that stuff. It's like being a bully in the room. You know, he just happens to have a bigger stick, you know, than we have. And they're, and they're taking a total advantage of us. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, saying, hey, if you sue. Yeah, we're going to fix you. We're going to bankrupt you. Right. That, I mean, that shouldn't even be allowed. I mean, it's that just. Yeah, it doesn't work the other way, by the way. We're, Actually, it kind of does work the other way. Yeah, right. But uh, so that, that put a big uh, speed bump in the way. Yeah. And so they had to, they had to figure out, well, okay, well, what are we going to do about that? You know what are we going to do to to fix that? And I'll tell you what happened was, um, and and I thought this was really intelligent. You know, our attorneys on the Miller case, the Miller case, the assault weapons ban case, um, said, "Hey, look, uh, you know, we want to we want to go forward on this, but we can't until we get a decision on this other thing because we want to know if we're you know that that's a an extremely important piece, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to to being able to move forward. So we need you to." rule on this mm-hmm. and put it in front of judge Benitez, St. St. Benitez himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's going to leave California. If we keep this up, <laughs> he's going to move out. He's going to go to Texas. I've already thought about, uh, I, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but when he first ruled on something, second amendment, and it was, it was the Duncan case, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, freedom week, it was the magazine ban. Um, we, uh, I was like, man, I, I got to get this guy on the radio. We got to get him to a, you know, some kind of function. We got to have him a guest speaker. And everybody said, no, 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 <laughs> don't touch him. Stay away. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to prevent him from being able to take a case again. You don't want to taint the soup. Yeah. So uh, I thought, all right, yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's true. Let's let's just wait because there's so much more work to be done. But I'll tell you this: when he does retire. There is going to be a massive celebration. <laughs> not not celebration as in we're happy that he's retiring, but it is inevitable he's going to have to retire. It's going to be a celebration, of course, of the the work that he's done and uh, I'm anticipating him doing in the future. So we asked Benitez, "Hey, we we you know yeah, we we'll, we'll, we want to move forward on this thing, but we need a, some kind of ruling on this other thing. Otherwise, uh, you know, it, it's it's." Uh, it's a crucial piece here. You know, we don't know if we, we can 
move forward on the Miller case without that. And so that turned into Miller two, mm-hmm. uh, electric boogaloo, and uh, he uh, he ruled. He said, "Yep, this is unconstitutional. Forget it. Scrap it." And of course, the attorney general said, "Hey, you know, we uh, uh, we're not going to fight this thing. That's how bad that stupid law is." When the attorney general, I mean, you know, Bont is as bad as they get, right? I mean, true. You know, he, he as far as stupid laws go, as far as being anti-gun. Well, I don't know. They, it's not like, you know, Bonta's not considered middle of the road. No. no. You know, he's pretty extreme. So for him to say, ah, that's this this law is so unconstitutional and so dumb, I'm not even going to defend it. Right. That's how bad it is. That's, that's a statement. That says something. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he said battle. he wasn't going to defend it. Now, one thing that is happening, of course, is the uh, the governor still wants to step in and pay for it himself and say, hey, I'm going to pay for the attorneys. I'm going to say I have. I believe I have standing uh, to continue this thing. So I want to. I want to. I want to defend it. He's not going to use his money. Well, donor money. Yeah, it's not going to be his money. But it's not tax money. <clears throat> You're right. It's not his money. But it's not. It's not our money. It's donor money. I would even <clears throat> question that. It's it's it, it'll be from a, like one of his 501c3s right. or whatever. If you know, but maybe it'll come donate. from his aunt. From his aunt, yeah, Pelosi. Yeah, no, I know. She'll she'll kick in. I don't know. I think she's. I think she's got some. I have a feeling there's some legal some legal fees she's going to have to worry about for herself here, going into whatever the heck's going on with her husband. And oh my lord! And uh, that's why she's going to make it to Italy. Do you think he's totally off subject? Do you guys think that she's going to get swept up in this whole uh, classified documents uh, situation? Uh, I don't know if she'll get swept up in that. Unless she owns a Corvette. She didn't, I was going to say, she didn't have a Corvette. So. She didn't have a Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, the door was locked. Come on. For the Corvette? Yeah, the door was locked. <laughs> Come on. But it's a convertible. Who lived there for how many years? Hunter? He would never look. Yeah. Somebody, somebody sent me a picture of uh, Hunter and they're having a garage sale. And there's three big letter boxes of top secret for sale. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's nice. going to be a, you know, when you didn't think it could get any crazier, right? Yeah. I, no kidding. I mean, when you didn't think there would be anything at all, I'll have to show you on breakers. Another show is a picture of Hunter laying by the pool. And he <laughs> yeah. says, all my dad asked me to do was just clean out the garage. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so exhausting. It is. It I, is. You know, one of the best things I've done in the last year is, is stop watching. stop watching the news. I know. Oh yeah. It's no, but you're missing the best show on town. Fine. Good. It's some of it's. I'll just, I'll miss it. The show I am seeing is so much better. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's whatever's <laughs> out your windshield. Right? <laughs> All right. So anyway, so the Miller case. Let's get back to that. So the Miller case. I guess is, John's is, not calling in. Is he not calling in this? I texted bad. him. So did I. I wonder what happened there. Well, let's run down a couple it's of Fallbrook. He's floating right by us. So the Miller case, uh, that's unusual. He's usually, you know. Uh, Miller versus Bonta, that's the one that's going to overturn the assault weapons ban. Of course, we talked about that. So what are we waiting for? Well, the state uh, is submitted a bunch of stuff. Our side submitted a bunch of stuff. Because what happened was is Benitez said, hey, in light of Bruin, um, you know, uh, submit whatever arguments you guys want. And the state said, all right, cool. Give us like a year and a half. <laughs> and he said, no, you get like 60 days. 
So they submitted everything. Now, what they were trying to do, what the state was trying to do, was prove that an assault weapons ban was was historical. In other words, it's in line with what's what's happened in history. Mm-hmm. And they really they they submitted some some examples, and it, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Um, they had examples of like uh, people. Uh, they, there was a law in New York back 150 years ago or so, where uh, um, I think it was New York, where you couldn't carry like a concealed billy club or something like that. I mean, it was really or a concealed something yeah, like a blackjack. It had absolutely nothing to do with an assault weapons ban. Is that kind of like uh, bump stocks? <clears throat> what What do you mean? Do you even remember a bump stock? Do I re- what do you mean? Well, I mean, what, look at the big deal they made out of bump stocks. Got them taken care of. Yeah. We well, had, you know. Well, I I well, that's totally yeah, that's uh, but it's in the same realm that they just keep throwing, you know, out against the wall. Arguing about features. By the way, we're actually going to talk about that in the next to the last bump segment. Stocks? We're going to talk about bump stocks uh because <laughs> Sam wrote a really good article. Did you guys read it? No, uh-uh. He wrote an excellent article this on last week on bump stocks. We're going to talk about it. That is good. At the five thirty mark, we're going to talk okay. about it. So let's let's save that for for five thirty. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, anyway, so I, it, what I'm saying is the uh, you know uh, uh, Benita has already ruled on Miller, and it was already in the in the context or through the lens of what Bruin already said, which has to do with history, text, tradition. Um, so I think any day now, I actually expected it before the end of the year, any day now we're going to get a very positive decision on the assault weapons ban. Now what happens from there? I don't know. There's no way. There's eight, well, because it's like they'll a dozen figure, different. They will figure out a way. Because <clears throat> for every time you know we move one step forward, they're constantly trying to figure out a way to push us back two steps. Yeah, I mean, it is, but here's the other thing, and it's it's that that's true, um, but that this is why – we made San Diego County gun owners and Orange County and Inland Empire. This is why we made these groups because this is just this is normal for lawsuits. Lawsuits yeah. take decades oh, and yeah. millions of dollars, you know. And and the reason is is because it's so important. So they have appeals and multiple appeals and different ways that judges can rule and you know that sort of thing. Aren't you surprised I haven't tried to shut down San Diego County gun owners? Who who would do that? State of California. Well, good luck. I mean, listen, I get to say, really, the, the the way. Well, there there are they there are some things that they have done and are trying to do to make packs. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that right when we Let's get do when we get to the for the next You'll next remember? segment. Yep. Get all forget. No, we're, Alicia, we remind Alicia. us. Um, uh, yeah. Jackson. Jackson. I'm with you. Pork uh, pie. I I might try. All right. <laughs> all right. This is Gun Owners Radio <laughs> FM ninety six one. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Orange County gun owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring Orange County self-defense rights. And if you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you need to join ocgunowners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the is the do-something organization to restore and defend the Second Amendment. 
volunteer at a shooting social, at a gun shop, tabletop, and help more pro-gun local officials get elected. Become a member today, ocgunowners.com slash join. Join. All right, Schmedley, what were you supposed to remind us of? Uh, I forget. Good job. Good okay, job. so. <laughs> Actually, we were talking about. Packs. Packs. Okay, so here's talking. where we're going to go to. Because you know they don't like them. Well, they don't, and they've done a lot to try to regulate them, and they're doing even more to try to make it difficult, more difficult. But, but you know why PACS exist is uh, uh, is uh, was actually the result of a one of the not why they exist, but one of the reasons they can't do a lot to them is because of the um, oh, what was the case? What was the case? The uh, um, what the heck was the case? It just slipped out of my head. Oh, Citizens United. Okay. So the Citizens United case, not a lot of people know that. Okay, I didn't know. But the Citizens United case, that was the one where Democrats, you know, Republicans said, hey, uh, you know, uh, we don't want there to be limits on how much money you can spend on politics. And Democrats said, oh, gee, a a corporation doesn't have rights. Remember that a few years Mm -hmm, ago? mm -hmm. Corporation doesn't have rights. What they were saying was um, that they, if, if two people get together, if if I take my money, if I take a thousand dollars and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go," I don't know, I'm gonna go print up flyers that say "Vote for Bob Smith," right? right? Then okay, that's your right. You can do that. that's First Amendment. But if it's if if you and I, Dave, if you have a thousand dollars and I have a thousand dollars, and we go spend and we do it together, then they're saying, "Hey, th- if if it's if it's a corporation, if we form you know a corporation like we we you know." I don't know, do an S Corp or something, Mm -hmm. you know, an LLC, and then take that $2,000. If we do that, then somehow we suddenly lose our rights. That because we, we're, we, we use an entity for tax reasons that somehow we, we, we lose our right to the first amendment. So that's the citizens United, uh, in a nutshell, that's, that's, that's what the decision said. Well, a pack, that's all it is. Yeah. All a pack is, is a bunch of people I mean, it could be one person, but it's 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 you know it's a bunch of people in our case who say, "Hey, we're going to pool our money and we're going to do things politically." That's all it is. So there's it's is there a law against that? No, in no. fact, the Citizens United protects us from them making laws against that because you know that seems to be the the norm if they try things and to make it sound like there's a law against it. But they never materialize with a law, right? Well, and, and and then you know, step two is they make a bunch of laws to try to just make it harder, right? right? So that's mm-hmm. why when we when you donate to San Diego County Gunners, you donate to Orange or Inland Empire, mm-hmm. when you donate to one of the organizations, that's why you have to give your full name. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to give you, your we have address, to get your address, your, zip your code, occupation, you know, what you do your for a email. living. Actually, that's not required. We just we just do that. <laughs> we oh. just we just want to be able to. Email you and say happy birthday. Sure, 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 sure. But uh, that, so that's Citizens United. That's how. That's why uh, we will always be able to exist because of these Citizens United uh, Supreme Court case. So if you're ever, if if you're a part of a pack, if you're donating to a pack, uh, you, you are very much in favor and happy about the Citizens United decision. Um, okay, so we had some questions. So we talked about the Miller case. One of the other cases is the uh, the roster. And a couple people on on YouTube actually asked, um, uh, you know, how is the, you know, what basically what's going on with the roster? You know, how what's going to happen with the Bruin case? 
um, as far as the roster goes. There are a couple of different roster cases. The ones, the one that we're involved with is the the Rena case, uh, R E N A. And Rena, for those of you who don't know, she was my neighbor, and she was trying to buy a Smith and Wesson Shield E Z, mm-hmm. and the E Z. Uh, exactly it, what it stands for. It, well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's easy. It's easy to to rack the slide, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Instead of hard, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to buy the Smith and Wesson Shield hard. No, you want the easy. That was yeah. You want the easy, not the hard. And don't even think about buying the Smith and Wesson Shield Impossible. Oh my lord, that you, it, wait, it's, you can get that in California. I think. Oh, of course. <laughs> any, yeah, that was on It's impossible. <clears throat> they just super glue the slide to the yeah, frame, and it works fine. It's ridiculous. Um. Anyways, what are we saying? What are we doing here? We're asking. Well, okay. Did what she it, get what, her? What do we do here? Did babe? she get her? Easy? No. So no. she she went. To, what happened was she actually went to another state. She has um issues with her hands, with her grip, um with uh, arthritis. Uh, and so she went to another state and said, "Hey, I this, have arthritis. I have well this this uh, this uh, Smith and Wesson EZ." This I can rack. I can actually rack this slide. She came back to California and said, "Hey, wait a minute. Why can't I buy this here?" Mm-hmm. So she reached out and said, "You know, her husband actually is a friend of mine. Tony's a good dude." Said, "Hey, you know, what's the deal? Why can't we buy?" It? And I explained to them the the roster case. We just happened to be in the middle of of coming up with uh, a, a you know a, a, a case for the roster, and she became a plaintiff. She's actually the named plaintiff on the case. So what? How will this affect that? It's it, 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 overall. It's it's gonna. We're gonna knock it out of the park. We're gonna get rid of that roster. You think? There's no question in my in my mind. Um, time frame. Time. Yeah. yeah, just a matter of time. Time frame. I think I, I'm gonna say within five years the roster will be effectively gone. Now, will there still be some kind of roster? Will there still be some kind of like? Uh, we can't have a cannon dropped. Yeah. Well, it, I, I think what we'll end up with is there'll be some kind of you know drop test, some kind of safety test. Mm-hmm. Um, but the part that you can't comply with, you know, which is the micro stamping, will be gone. That part will be gone. But guess how many guns have been kept out of California due to the safety test? Just the safety test. Isn't it easier to count the ones that are in? No, zero. Not one has been kept out of California because of the safety test. So the safety test portion where they send it to a lab and they drop it and they check it and inspect it. Oh, and everything. oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. So that portion, not one has failed. Not one. Because that's how high quality uh, you know, the firearms industry is. Can't you just see them going, darn it. <laughs> well, but the important, the, so the, the, the important part of that is it's not going to keep guns out of California. The micro stamping is what keeps guns out of California. So will there still be a roster? There might be some form of roster they might still have to you know go through this uh, uh like a drop test or a safety test or have a lab test it, that sort of thing um but the important thing is you're still gonna be able to buy firearms you're still gonna be able to buy the firearms that you can't buy now you won't they but won't you, require you them you know they're standards. constantly gonna try to figure out a way to stop that they're, they're that's why we exist that's why they have lawyers then that's know. why we have lawyers they take away that guise of that unrealistic unnecessary Mm-hmm. requirement that they put in place okay. yeah but they're going to continue to try and, and and continue to vilify you know weapons until they get their way well and the, or the problem is there's going to be more people with weapons than them and it's up to gun owners to decide if they're going to stand in the way or not well if california keeps going on the route they're going losing people losing businesses losing seats 
you know, it's going to come to a point where they're going to have a hard time, you know, keeping themselves in this little bubble. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, agree it's with just that. A, that's just a matter of time as well. I agree. I th- I think that uh, the more the, uh, what was the uh, oh In and Out just moved there. In and Out Burger just moved their headquarters out of state. Yeah, well, go figure. Huh? In and Out. I mean, there's what what burger is more? I mean, McDonald's actually started in San Bernardino, right? And it's not more California than In and Out Burger. No, no, no. Chick Fil A when they go, we know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Lana, is Chick Fil A from California? No, I don't think so. How do you know that? Are you a She's aficionado on Chick Fil A? Once upon a time, I read something. <laughs> I don't know. So the Rena case is 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 going to get. I don't know if the that's the other thing. By the way, I don't know if the Rena case is actually going to get rid of the the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but if one doesn't, another one will. But there's another lawsuit out there uh, that hopefully will as well. Now there's a couple other ones. Let me kind of run down here. The Win case, N G U Y E N versus Bonta challenges California's one in thirty firearms uh, purchase ban. There's not much to report on that one. It's just continuing to make its way. Don't know when. Don't know, you know, uh, the time frame on that. Jones versus Bonta. We're actually looking for that's the one. Jones is the uh, 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 eighteen to twenty. So if you're an, uh, uh, an adult, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, um, and you want to purchase a firearm in California, you can't. They've banned you from purchasing a firearm uh, through most channels. So we're challenging that, and we're actually looking for. Uh, we've we're going to add. I think what we're going to do is add some more plaintiffs to that, and that's going to make its way. Um, you know, fully fully believe that that's going to win the far case. F A H R versus San Diego. That's the challenge for uh, the it, city of San Diego. Um, that's your ghost gun mm-hmm. challenge, mm-hmm. Dave. I know you like ghost guns. I love them. By the way, Chick Fil A's in Atlanta. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You know why I remember that. Because uh, uh, they have a, a milkshake that's that's peach, and they cook all their stuff in peanut oil uh, and peanuts and peaches. There you go. Right? McDonald's, it's all about Chicago, Georgia. Illinois. Well, but but they started here. Yeah. Their first, the very first one was here in San Bernardino. Popeyes is Miami. Really, I love that chicken from Popeyes. You like that chicken from Popeyes? From Popeyes. So. That's your Lebanese guy. <clears throat> I like that too. Told my, wife, guy. told my wife he caught fire. Who? You. What do you mean? The, the, the Lebanese food we had the other night. Oh, no. That, that was Himalayan? Himalayan. Himalayan. <laughs> she laughed because she told me, don't be careful with the numbers. It was good. I come home, I say, you're not going to believe what Michael had. She goes, what? A five? I go, no, he had a seven. I had a seven. And the sweat yeah. was rolling out of him. Oh, it, it was so tasty, though. <laughs> it Wasn't it good, Alicia? I did a three, and it was good. Yeah. I could have gone higher. You think? I, I like tasting food. When there's too much spice, it it for me it. And your tongue is literally flaming. Anyway, yeah, we were digressed. Yeah, we we went to for those listening. We went to dinner at uh, a Himalayan, Himalayan place. Cuisine. Himalayan cuisine in La Mesa. After teasing me delicious. that we were going to go to the trailer park after dark. Yeah, we we, that we can't have a meeting at trailer park after dark. You don't know. You've never been there. <laughs> Too loud. It's like trying. It's like going to like TGI Fridays. You went trying to have a nice quiet meeting. Foot Terry trailer. Close the door. <laughs> I tried to go to Olive Garden uh, the other day and pulled into the parking lot. Went in, sat down, and realized I was at Chili's. 
You know how unbelievably disappointing it is when you're trying <laughs> to go to Olive Garden? They don't have spaghetti there, the, do they? They, they don't have anything. Oh, my Why God. would anybody go to Chili's? You know, you're right. I used to like There's Chili's. nothing at Chili's. It, it really is. All right. Well, back here we with gotta the we got to stop furred. bashing food places. Yeah, we're back here with the furred, furred food review. This is Gun Owners Radio, <laughs> FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. What is that book, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know we have a world-class flight training school right here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean as well as the desert, mountains, and the mountains. SDFTI's instructors can help you learn to navigate around the international border and military bases. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Getting started is super easy. Call 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with SDFTI. 858-569-1822. So, hey. Hey. Action. Did he give you that watch with the correct time, or do you have to figure it out? <laughs> uh, what time does it say? It looks pretty complicated I, for Michael. I fixed Michael. it for him. It's right. Uh, it is. As the bell rings. It uh, should be four. <laughs> it should be. He didn't. 40 he didn't set it, did he? Four forty ish. Yeah, that's close. Four forty six. Nice. Seven. Nice job. That's a good looking watch. That is. Look at how high tech it looks. You should trade it. <laughs> you should trade him for the one he's. Wearing. Is it is it digital and analog? It's got uh, like it's got like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It'll start your Jeep. I wish. If you push the button. <laughs> Well, push the button and Michael will go out the window. You <laughs> <laughs> like, he liked that idea. How dare you? How dare us? Okay, I think should. it looks good. I do love the color coordinations. Yeah, right. It matches his hat. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Did he get you socks too? They say no. that. They say that. They say they want you. You're supposed to your, your watch and your belt and your hat, right? And your shoes are all huh. support to right. Yeah, Walt. Walt knows. Walt's shoes back there. Your belt, your shoes and your belt, at least. Ask, ask, I might have thrown in the hat part. Okay, ask Walt about your gig line. <coughs> oh, I know, I know about. I was a Boy Scout. I remember gig mm-hmm. lines. I, yeah, still. Do you still? Do you still? I still gig it. I do too. <laughs> I, it's a terrible thing, but I do. I do too. The the and only the length of your tie as well. You only wear t-shirts. What do you I worry know, about? But, a, <laughs> hey, I had to wear all that what, stuff. Where's the line? Hey, for thirty years as a service manager, I had to wear that stuff. Oh. And if you think my car shirts were wild, you should see my ties. But anyway, that's another story. All right. Hey, I'd like to see the, your ties. I got some killer ties. You're just too tall. Otherwise, you'd drag on the ground. Uh, but I could get you one when you get taller. What do you think? Sure. You'll take all the stuff I got. I know you. <laughs> all the toys. Like all that stuff you gave us yeah. the one week. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. All right, uh, so I did something cool a few weeks ago, and it's up on our YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash gunownersradio, you'll find our YouTube channel, and please go there and subscribe. 
So we were talking about, uh, and, and you know, at this week's uh, meetings in San Diego, we're going to talk about the learning, or excuse me, the listening sessions, and we've talked about the listening sessions quite a bit. One of the things that happened in the listening sessions is Rich met um, uh, somebody that was there, uh, kind of in an in an advisory capacity, um, not really necessarily making the decision or whatever. But one of the things that they did do is they put together I don't know like half a dozen or so or ten people who were somehow community leaders and somehow related to the idea of, you know, gun violence prevention. And uh, uh, we did a Magma episode with this guy. His name's Sergio, Sergio Gonzalez. He's actually a very interesting guy. Um, and gun owner, too, by the way. Gun owner, uh, generally uh, uh, supportive of the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, that's, that's certainly, I don't, I wouldn't describe it as his priority, you know, like mm-hmm. like like he doesn't he's not in our in our universe, but definitely philosophically lined up with what we're trying to achieve. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a gun owner or a Second Amendment guy. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I've I've I know a lot of gun owners who don't line up with us philosophically. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. You know, um, lots so there are certain there are a lot. How of, could that be? There are certain. Well, um, I'll tell you. I know um, uh, guys. Now, not exclusively. There, there, there. Okay, so there are people that just like, hey, they just think, hey, I'll own, uh, you know, a simple, uh, you know, handgun with a ten round magazine to, to defend it. myself. Yeah, you know. So yeah, that part I agree with. But I don't think you should have an AR. You know, I don't think you should have fifteen round magazines. Gotcha. I don't think you should have this, that, and the other thing. Another subset are people that have it for, have a firearm for work. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and kind of look at it more as like a, a tool, mm-hmm. um, and think, well, yeah, I'm you know in the military or I'm law enforcement or I'm mm-hmm. security, mm-hmm. and I should have one, but not you. There's a lot of those. Yeah, and you, Emerling comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people too that believe you should have one for home defense, but you shouldn't be allowed to carry. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. that's another. And yeah. locked up in a safe in the basement, unloaded, unloaded mm-hmm. behind. Yeah, with your key buried in the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a gun owner and philosophically generally in line. We didn't get down into every single issue. I didn't get down too far into the weeds as far as what he believes in, you know, uh, the Second Amendment. But he was definitely uh, with us generally philosophically from a from a certain level, um, which I was very appreciative of. Sergio Gonzalez is so we we did a magma episode, which means it's about an hour long, uninterrupted one hour interview. And Sergio does something pretty amazing for a living. Um, whenever there is a uh, like a homicide or something, so some kind of serious traumatic crime mm-hmm. in San Diego, he is a part of an organization um, that uh, uh, they supply uh, support for for the victims. So let's say somebody's murdered, they come and they help. Uh, the, 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 you know, the victim, you know, somebody like say some, a, a, a man is murdered and he left behind a wife and two kids. Oh, they help the wife and two kids. Gotcha. You know, like, every, a, su- like it, a support group, like exactly with like a, like a support resource that uh, helps with anything, you know, it, from, uh, logistics, like, okay, what do I do? Like, you know, where do I, how do I, how do I plan a funeral? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff too. What do I do with the body? To, yeah, clean up, you know, but all the way to uh, things like, uh, you know, mental health. Like, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a horrible spot. You know, how do I get support? How do I get, 
you know, the kind of help I need to, you know, someone close to me just died or something like that. Well, there's those long-term needs and there's also sometimes the short term of just needing someone to sit with you for right now. So they're not alone. Yeah. Hmm. And that's a heck of a job. You know what I mean? Going, going to a, you're meeting somebody on most likely the very worst day of their life and, and supporting them through it. I did it for a period of time. Really? Yeah, there's a program. Yeah, there's a couple of them here in San Diego County um, that are not going to be community specific, but the one that I went through was called the TIPS program. So it's trauma intervention program, I believe is what it's called. Wow. How did you get connected with that? Um, I heard someone speak about it at a conference I was at, um, not firearms related, just completely um, just separate. And I thought it sounded interesting. And you go through about six months of training, if I remember correctly, and you, you uh, basically are on call for... Um, a shift a number of times a month. I forget the exact number of days a month I was on call um, yeah. for like a 12-hour shift. And if you, something happens, you get called out. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So how how was how long did you do it? I didn't Two days. last very long. Yeah. <laughs> about, a, about a year. I got to tell okay. you, Dave. Yeah. I mean, you say that kind of joking. I, I, I think you, I, would, I would do it once and be like, oh, my God, I can't do I this. I wouldn't even look into it. <laughs> it's oh, so, I'm sorry. I can help you. I can go down to the grocery store and get you a carpet cleaner. But, you know, that's about, Drop it as, off. That's about as close as I can get. That's pull, very. Pull down the truck bed, roll it off. <laughs> Good Lord, Dave. Well, that, Alicia, I, that's very cool of you. Uh, so you did it for about a year. Right. And what? How this, many cases did you go to? Oh, you know, I didn't count. How how would you describe your experience? Um, it was it was hard. It was hard. I think I I think the part of the reason that they're constantly in need is because you get burned out. It's emotional. It's hard. Yeah. And you kind of they kind of cycle through people pretty quickly, and because it is tough. And some people are long term. A lot of people take around. that stuff home with you. You do. You do. Well, Sergio does it. He it was really amazing. He was he was a a, a pretty fascinating interview. Um, and uh, he wasn't. I I think that it was. It's easy to assume. It, it it would it was, I I was assuming he was against us, and he's not. And uh, it was nice that he's in the mix and that voice is there. But stop and think about what he does. That exactly. That's that what I'm saying. Well, definitely could change your attitude towards a firearm. Right. So I could see where he. It's almost like Alicia said. You know, guy has a gun, but. You know, only uses it for work and never uses it anywhere. Go, doesn't go shooting, doesn't practice, doesn't do anything. So, Dave, that that's the interesting part. That's the crutch. That this guy goes, you know, I don't know. He 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 visits murder victims regularly. Yeah, and helps them. It. It's part of his job. Think about it as part of that. If, oh, yeah. if you had someone who was murdered and had they have had their the ability to defend themselves, I can see it through. I mean, not a, the other way. Well, not every murder happens with a firearm. But no, 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 no. no but, but if you have one to defend yourself to help prevent, yeah, and that. you could see that if you've seen a family, you know, four kids and a, and just think if they'd have had a firearm and they could have protected themselves, yeah. he might still be here. And Sergio comes from a he comes from a rough background. He you know never not a criminal background, but he came from a rough neighborhood. Um, he, he, uh, art, the, his love of art helped, uh, helped him, uh, become a successful guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. now he's doing an amazing job and I encourage everybody to go to our YouTube channel and watch this interview because it really mm-hmm. is fascinating. It's, it's, it's an interesting person doing interesting things. Um, and, and not did and, you and get the whole per- thing. Did you get permission from Tucker Carlson to do these? 
What do you mean? Because that's what he does. <laughs> We've been doing it longer than that. We've been doing Magnum episodes for longer than Tucker. Tucker's been stealing all my Tucker's materials. Been, he does these one hour I used to wear a bow tie when I was seven years old. Oh, then that oh, guy that started guy. wearing it. I mean, yeah, come on. You said that was enough. That was enough. Well, that, that's... No, that's... But check it out. So, uh, YouTube.com slash Gun Owners Radio. Check out Sergio. Um, and uh, it's the latest Magnum episode. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. You got it. And don't forget... Join, join, join. Always, 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 always. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment right. That's iegunowners.com slash join. All right, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. It is Michael Schwartz, Dave Stahl, Alicia Curtin, and of course, Action Jackson. How are you, buddy? Hey, good. How are you? Fantastic. Okay, so we have a prize winner. If you go to gunownersradio.com and sign up to be on our newsletter, we're going to give you uh, we're going to give away, uh, not not give everybody, we're going to pick a winner um, to get a uh, Gun Owners Radio prize pack. And last week we have a winner, for the, for, it's actually for a Gun Owners Radio t-shirt, Wendy Clark. Congratulations, Wendy. I know Wendy, I've worked with her. I know Wendy too, she's the best. I don't know her. Dave, Sorry. I don't know who's, she's lucky. I know, that's what I thought too. Um. So Wendy, you got a T-shirt coming to you. We're gonna get a hold of you and and get you get you a, a T-shirt. Hope she likes that shipped small. out to you. Uh, join the email newsletter gunnersradio.com slash subscribe, and uh, you could win a prize too. And of course, we were talking earlier. Don't forget to pick up your merch. Go buy some merch at shop.gunownersradio.com. So s h o p dot gunownersradio dot com. So we're, we're we got a new we got a new segment. We're calling it Curtain Call. And what we're going to do is Alicia Curtain. I leave you guys alone for 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Dad's away. Up. We're going to play. It didn't even take 15. Yeah, I no, bet no. it didn't. You guys just waited till I left. Alicia Curtain in Curtain Call is going to talk about a, uh, she's going to pick her favorite defensive gun use story uh, from across the country, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. What she, do you think? 
Yeah. Go for it. Oh, now? Yep. Oh, oh my Watch God. It. Oh, well, I thought we were rolling it to later. Sorry. All well, right. we're going to talk. I think so, let's start it now. So the idea, okay. let, let's, let me let me set it up just a tiny bit more, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, you'll just give a, you know, hey, this is what we're going to talk about, and then we'll spend the next segment really okay. delving into it. But, you know, one of the, one of the things about, uh, uh, you know, defensive gun use in the United States is that it, it just doesn't get talked about enough. Mm. Um, Who's that guy that does the site, website? that you that John Korea. John Korea. So John Korea does an excellent job. But even at those? I, oh, yeah. 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 But even John Korea, he uses it as a training tool. Mm-hmm. So he has a big audience, like yeah. a million and a half people. Right, be careful. What, this is what you do, not what you should do. That yeah, and it's great. Yeah. But, you know, it's what I what I what concerns me is how many times uh, like a like a mainstream media outlets uh, talk about crime and they don't talk about defense. Defensive gun use doesn't make it mm-hmm. to to the headlines often enough. Did you see the latest one? If I can just throw this in real quick. Guy was at a, like a little taco shop. Guy yes. comes in. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shot him nine times in the back. I, I don't know all the details. No, I mean, that's. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. yeah. He, I mean, shot him nine times and was not charged. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's and honestly, <laughs> I started down that path. But anyway, we're not. We're, we'll we'll talk about that one another time. But mm-hmm. I know when we're in media, when I'm in media, when I talk to uh, 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 you know local KUSI, local ABC, NBC, CBS, et cetera, et cetera, I always bring up the fact that between you know one and and three million times per year. There's some kind of uh, some uh, level of defensive gun use. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they always pull the trigger. Doesn't mean they always shoot somebody. Sometimes they just, you know. Do they give you a stare when you say that? Well, what I do is um, I, I use it to kind of pivot the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, because th- w- a lot of times what they'll do is they'll say, "Well, gee, what horrible no, gun law no, do golly. you support?" You know. And I'll say, well, you know, we'll talk about the fact that, hey, between one and three million times per year, somebody uses a firearm to defend themselves. So what I support are laws that that defend uh, and protect a person's right to be able to defend themselves. You know what I mean? So That's perfect. So, Alicia, talk about what what's the uh, yeah, raise the give curtain. Us the, give us the so, one, two, three. <laughs> so, uh, so last week we kind of touched on this a little bit. So, to, the, the the story that I chose for this week was actually the one story that. Um, I actually thought about bringing up a couple weeks ago on air and I, um, the, the opportunity didn't provide itself. So it's kind of what got me thinking about this whole concept. It comes out of Florida and it's a story. I don't want to get away just yet. But what I want to kind of lead into is get you guys thinking about, and, we, and like I said, we did hint to this last week uh, with Joe, um, is the idea of a third party encounter. This is this story uh, deals with with someone who steps into a third party encounter. It's a fight that was not his. And mm-hmm. he steps in and he, as a concealed carry uh, permit holder, you have to kind of, you especially really need to kind of think these kind of things through. A lot of people think, okay, you know, I've got this firearm, it's a great tool, I can defend myself, and if I need to, I can defend others. But really, you got to put some thought into what are you willing to step into? Because if you do have to draw and pull that firearm, you're putting yourself at great legal risk. And are you willing to do that for just anybody? Um, you know, is there's there's a whole mindset, too, of if, if you have to just, you know, shut the door and walk away, maybe make that 911 phone call, be a good witness. There's some heartache that goes with that, too. But you kind of have everybody has to make their own decisions and decide on their own what they're willing to, to put up with, what they're willing to do, what they're willing to step in and put their their freedom at risk for. So uh, this one comes out of Florida. It's a gentleman who who uh, who saw an encounter between two people. 
He witnessed the fight. The article did not state clearly how much of that fight that he saw, because one of the risks that you have with a third party encounter is if you don't see the whole thing, you don't know necessarily who the aggressor is. Mm. If you just turn the corner and you see someone holding a gun to someone else's head, you you know, a, a lot of us would, you know, feel the need to kind of defend and to stop that person holding the firearm. However, what if that person just took the firearm away mm-hmm. from the attacker and they are simply trying to hold them on the ground to the police arrive? Something, you know, along those lines. You just you oh, don't know the whole story. That's terrible. And legally speaking, and it was and it was great. We, you know, they had the the uh, legal use of, um, uh, I forget what the actual meeting was called, just the other day. Legal use of force? Yeah, well, or... he had a name for this meeting. <laughs> the name is escaping me. And he had a really great analogy, and I really like that a lot. The idea is that if you, if the person that is being harmed would have the legal use of being able to legally use deadly force to defend themselves, and you do it on their behalf because you have the ability and they do not, you you do have the law that would stand on your side to some degree. If they do not have that protection of being able to use deadly force to defend themselves and you step in and you decide that you need or want to use deadly force, you don't have that protection of the law that kind of goes with you. Mm. So there's a lot of liability when you go into these situations. So um, you just you really need to be very careful, make that decision for yourself. And be mindful, do you know the whole story? Because what if you're helping the wrong person? That Well, I had somebody uh, in a class ask me once. He said, uh, he said, what if you, uh, what if you walk up uh, and uh, a guy is, uh, is, is, is raping a woman, uh, can, you, can you shoot the guy? And I said, well, yeah. And he said, well, what if, what if they're actually, you know, what if, what if you find out that, that it's consensual? And I said, well, but that's not what you said. You mm-hmm. said that he was, you know, what if, they're, what if he's, you know, raping right. somebody, right? Very few it's, couples do that as a. Well, but, it, but if it's consensual, it's not rape. That's what I just. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's it's it, you know it went back to his terminology, but uh, it it is it's so enormously risky. Mm-hmm. It's so enormously well, risky. It's just risky getting involved step in. when you really yeah. come right it down is. to it. It is. So this and this came out of this. You said this was out of Florida. in Florida. Out of Florida, which is uh, Castle Doctrine, stand your ground. Um, so what happened? Pro Second well, Amendment. Well, we're going to talk about it in the next segment here. Just a little here, bit of a tease. But we're taking forever to tell a story. Your bat is Schwartz and dropped the mic. It's it's well anyway. So the next segment we're we're going to talk about exactly what happened. Give all the details and uh, uh, give some feedback. Stay on it. How, tuned. How did you how did you find this story by the way? Uh, this one I just you know I just was kind of browsing through certain headlines. Catch your eye. This one just caught my eye. Awesome. It wasn't a big right. headline. So we haven't raised the curtain completely, but we will when we feet. come back. The curtain call. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies are super unhappy with their website. Looks old, it's out of date, it's not getting customers. But SageTree gets it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. 
Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get a website that makes the phones ring. Getting started is super easy. 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. And get your website fixed today. So, Alicia, we were talking about a defensive gun use situation, a, a story that you read, and you said that it, it just you, the, the headline grabbed you. It did. Um, so why don't you describe the situation in detail and tell exactly what happened. Okay, so we'll start with the headline. So this is the headline that I saw. It says, Florida man saves pregnant woman from partner who was brutally punching and kicking her. Jeez. So, yep, so out of Florida. So it just uh, so just really quickly, it's a short article. I'm just read it to you really quickly, and then we'll kind of dive in. So it says, a Florida man armed with a firearm intervened to stop a brutal attack on a pregnant woman in a Publix parking lot on Saturday. The Pinellas County Sheriff's Office said that Cole Joseph... Dana Smith, age 27, became furious with the Florida pregnant woman carrying his child and began hitting her at a Publix parking lot, landing some punches on her face. Even after she fell to the ground, Dana Smith continued to attack the woman who was 14 weeks pregnant. He stomped on her head and her upper body. Mm. A nearby, um, a man nearby saw the attack and thought the assault was so brutal in nature that he feared for her, her for her life. He pulled out his firearm and stopped the attack, which the uh, the attacker did stop. So the responding officers reporting that the, reported that the victim was covered in large amounts of blood and may have suffered a fractured nose. The Florida pregnant woman and the attacker have been dating for about a year, living together for about a month. Uh, Dana Smith was arrested for domestic abuse, showing a pattern of violent behavior in his past towards her. Uh, it prompted the court to issue a no-contact order. Dana Smith reportedly told police he had seen red before he blacked out, and he did not deny the attack. Wow. So did the, so, guy, the other guy shoot him? No, he did not. He simply dis- just stuck it, dis- the gun correct. in his face. Okay. Well, it, it doesn't state if he pointed. Uh, we don't know if it, we don't know if he pulled it. Oh, okay. Just simply showed, maybe lifted his shirt. It, it, it doesn't clarify, but he was he did not actually have to use it uh, by way of trigger pull. So he now I actually have a connection to this story. Do you really? I uh, I've been to the Publix in Pinellas County. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's what my, my grandmother lived there. When I was a kid, I'd go there in the summer. I'd spend like a month with uh-huh. her, and she loved Publix. She was all about Publix. It's, it's their Vons or their Ralphs. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to let you know, if you've never been to Pinellas County, Florida. Never been. Not yeah, missed anything. Well, not surprised that this story came from Pinellas County, okay. Florida. It's... it's uh, it's that kind of place. It's that kind of place, and unfortunately, uh, in the '80s, especially in the, from what I understand, I stopped going in the late '80s. But in the '90s, it, it really, really uh, Hasn't drugs. Better. Yeah, drugs, yeah. and it was you know a lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, World War II generation folks moved down there and retired. Mm-hmm. You know, from like places like my my grandparents were from uh, Pennsylvania. A lot of people from Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York. They moved down there, retired, and then it just, you know, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren now are just a mess. Really? It's, oh, yeah. It's just, it's like I said, drugs, and it's just it's just not a good place. Um, now, I'm sure there are great places in Pinellas County, but overall, I'm just not surprised that some jerk beat up a, his pregnant girlfriend in a public parking lot in Pinellas County, Florida. Mm. Now, it's amazing. So, this guy, he it sounds like he, he, he didn't have to shoot. Correct. You know, I, I try to look at for follow-up articles or to see if there's any other information. It obviously didn't make mainstream media. I couldn't find any other information no, on it, but I thought that it was still something valuable to talk about. So, I, I, I Arguably saved this woman's life. Correct. Correct. For the time being. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's well, the see, way that, it, it does go. A lot. See, that's the problem. 
Oh, well, we got a restraining order. Well, that's a whole other issue. Well, what the hell is that <laughs> right. good? That's not going to do you any good, no. a restraining order. No. What do you, the courts what, seem to think it's okay. What do you feel this guy did right, wrong? Like, so, how do you, what, do you, what do you feel about this article from what you know? So I, I do like that he stepped in, um, whether he had a firearm or not. Um, I, I feel that this was something that was just so egregious that I think someone needed to step in. Um, could he simply have stepped back and made a 911 phone call and been a good witness? Um, he was well within his rights to do that. Because he had no she obligation. Could have been dead. She absolutely. So you know, a shod foot or a kick to the head, a stomp, but it, it doesn't take much, you know, to especially if you've got a strong male. He had to have pulled a firearm because if this guy is seen red and he's beating this poor woman half to death, it would make sense. What would stop but, him in his tracks not to do that anymore? I, I can see that. I, you're, I, yeah, I, I don't I think, disagree. What do you, I don't understand. If he did, he, well, if, he if, thinks that it needs, it's something needs to be big and bold in the face. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. to get his attention. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, because we don't know if he pulled nothing. A gun. Nothing short of pulling a firearm would have stopped this guy. Is that what you're saying? That's, That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, if he's in a rage mm-hmm. and he's beating this woman, and then all of a sudden he sees you, and whatever it is you're doing stops him dead in his tracks. He quit beating on her. Yeah. Going up and saying, hey, or calling the cops. Calling the cops, she would have been well, I don't she even would, know she would have been hey, we've mm-hmm. done it. That's what I'm saying. I, yeah. It hey, might have redirected have his rage. A, 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 uh, you know, a, a knife wouldn't have done it. But a, a lethal force absolutely mm-hmm. stopped this guy's yeah. brutal attack. Right. right. And there was no time to call the police. Oh, well, no, of course not. No by time. the time they, the they cops can't be got everywhere. there. They yeah. can't. No, and by, they and, respond. Let's face it. I mean, by right. the time the cops got there, it now, over. now mm-hmm. we were talking about uh, in the last segment that Florida is, you know, stand your ground mm-hmm. and Castle Doctrine. Neither, do, neither one of those really apply. Here. Certainly, Castle Doctrine doesn't apply because that has to do with Correct. your home, right? Right. But stand your ground doesn't apply here. It, you know, had you have needed to actually use the firearm and actually press that trigger, it, it would have played a role. But it, it's as far as what I see here, not so much. Hmm. Um, but you know, the the idea is that you know, did the force that was being put upon this woman did that meet the standard to be able to use deadly force if necessary? And I would have to say yes. I don't know how you guys feel. Well, how? What? Why, what makes you say yes? Like, how do you? How do you determine that? Okay, so, so it's stomping to the head and stomping the upper body chest. Could that potentially cause death or great bodily harm? Of course, absolutely. So, so let's. So we've had this discussion before, and I've and, and everybody tells me no. Really? Uh, no where? Well, I no to fin- what? I haven't no. finished yet. All right. And the fact is, what if you shot the guy just to wound him? No. See, that's what you guys always say. You, well, you, you shoot to stop the threat. So whatever the threat is, if you that shot needs him in the stopped. thigh. Let's say, have you tried to shoot a target well, as small as a thigh? Yeah, it, but well, it there's a, Do you think that it would stop him? Would change it? would get his attention. It and usually it, makes him more mad. And then you shoot him in the head. <laughs> I'll give the first <laughs> shot. But there's a very fine. There, there's a very. Uh, uh, there's a there's a very nuanced distinction here. Right. Um, what what Alicia is saying is you shoot. To stop the attack, right? So you don't shoot to kill somebody. That's what I just said. You don't shoot to wound somebody. You shoot to stop the attack, and the mm-hmm. most effective way to stop an attack is to kill him. Is center to mass. shoot him in the t- in center mass. Shoot him in the chest. Mm-hmm. Now, will that kill him? I, probably. You know, that, you what cer- you're shooting him with. certainly don't want uh, you know an ounce of lead in your in your uh, in your abdomen. <laughs> Generally, that's bad. But but so. We're not so when when people say, "Hey, don't shoot to wound," uh, they're not. It's not necessary. What they're saying is, shoot to stop the attack, and shooting somebody in the thigh won't necessarily stop the attack. So, if someone's shooting you mm-hmm. and you shoot them in the thigh, 
More, it, most likely, they can still pull the trigger. No, no, I'm not talking. Well, yeah. but see, he didn't have a gun. No. I'm talking about somebody that's beating up somebody, doesn't have a firearm. So the question would be, well, too bad John didn't call him, yeah. where would that land in a court of law? Say I shot you, say you were beating up on some girl, and I shot you in the leg, and it took you down, you know. Adrenaline kicks in. It may not take him down Alicia, as much as you think. Well, you got two if, legs. If, shoot the other one. That's a good, Alicia, what do you think? <laughs> do you think that if someone, if it, does it matter where he shot the victim? I think it's more about why, not where, personally. From a legality? Well, Correct. you were a lawyer, right? <laughs> Play one on TV. That's one of the other things that you did. I stayed in at your what's the I'm, hotel? I'm just thinking. I mean, let's face it. I don't care how angry you are. Well, something he did stopped him dead in his tracks. Correct. And he didn't shoot him. Correct. Which is lucky for this guy. But how do you have shot him? I I feel he would have been justified. No, no, no. I, I agree. But you're right. Did the guy live? I forget. Yes. He never killed him. The the, the, the 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 girl. girl. Yes, she did. No, the girl lived. And the guy who was attacking her lived. Correct. He went to jail. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder, well, maybe he did, did, didn't say where he shot him. I, he didn't. It, he it didn't doesn't shoot him at all, state, I think had he have shot, I think that would have been mentioned. It just simply states that the oh, use of the well, firearm yeah, stopped Yeah, see, he just so, pulled, so, maybe he pulled a gun. Well, that's, yeah. it see, is we don't even know that. that I, I, I don't know if he brandished. I don't know if maybe right. he pulled in and pointed in but didn't trigger press. We don't know. The, the article's not clear enough for us to know. Interesting. Well, and and again, the point here, the reason we want to start doing these uh, is because, you know, one to three million times, yeah. depending on how you. He could have shot think, into, the, into the ceiling. No. Well, they were in a parking lot. <laughs> well, I know, but it, <laughs> the noise alone. <clears throat> I, I have, by the way, I have, I do, I, I interviewed somebody years ago who sent a warning. Here's a warning shots even, that's a whole different thing. A warning shot is, you know, if you have time to send a warning shot. Your life's not at great risk. Your life's not in danger. Right? Well, I'm saying if two other people are fighting and you want to stop it. I know somebody who. Discharging a firearm in city limits. Yeah. San Diego PD. Uh, Yeah. San Diego PD arrested a guy not too long. Well, it's about 10 years ago now. Yeah, that's your idea. But ruined his life for a, uh, for a, uh, ruined this guy's life for a uh, warning shot. Okay. Um, there were a, a couple people that were causing problems. I don't remember the details, but ruined his life for a warning shot. But anyway, the reason we want to do this, we really want to start bringing attention, talking about. I don't know if we really want to do uh, a huge analysis like like John Korea does, not that level of analysis, but I think a discussion around uh, the different subject and what happens. Just different scenarios. What you know, keep people thinking? Because if you choose to, whether you're carrying a firearm or you simply have it in your home for self defense, if you haven't really thought some of these three things through. Uh, I think you're 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 not doing yourself any any favors. You need to well, kind of think think these possibilities through. But the pro, the pro, the only problem I see is we can sit here and say, "Well, this is what I would." Armchair quarterback. This is what I would do. Well, you don't know yeah. what mm-hmm. you're going to do. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't, until I don't, the scenario comes up. That's right. what I don't think we want to do. And that's really more of like a John Korea level. I yeah. think what we want to do is just kind of talk about. Um, you know, uh, well, this happened and that happened and, and this is interesting and I'm assuming it happened because of this and that sort of thing. Certainly don't want to second guess people. I mean, unless it's obvious. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. Right. Well, if there's... Because even like you were talking about that guy from uh, Texas earlier, yeah. shot somebody from the back, the back blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. It's not totally obvious to me that what he did was wrong. Yeah, no. I the first you know, half. So it's, that's why I'm like, eh, let's see how this goes. Well, and like, <laughs> it, 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 but see there again, you just, you just never know. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you're if you're a qualified firearms person, you don't need nine shots. 
Well, it's not only about the skills of the person. You don't know what the condition is of the person that needs to be taken down. Yeah. Drugs well, in involved, this case, you never know. The guy was laying on his stomach. Oh, I saw it. Yes. I've seen it. So I think <laughs> I didn't see. I haven't seen the whole. Now I, I've seen it, the whole thing. I have not seen the whole video. You got to, we're going to get you a TV because <laughs> you don't watch TV. <laughs> they weren't. Well, no, that's why I couldn't see it. Is they, they weren't playing on, the whole thing. How did no. you guys see the whole video? Online. Online. Oh. No. I don't get go. To, I don't go to those parts of the web, people. You're just not old enough. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Got on Earth Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. Hey folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds heavier? Well, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women led by men, the Not Me program is designed to help training Uh, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. Guess what? It's totally free. To sign up, go to notmesd.org. The program is also available in Orange County and Inland Empire. Get help today at notmesd.org. Dave, real quick before we move on. Go back to that middle area where it says in capital letters, women. Women? Yeah. Read that one sentence again. For women led by women? That's not what you said. What did I say? For women led by men. Did I say that? Yeah. (laughs) Women. Women. They put the woo in men. I lost the woo. Woo. All right. We're going to talk about, uh, everybody knows Sam the Gunman uh, from Stump My Nephew, but uh, he's also started to write a bunch of articles for us, and he's doing a fantastic job. And he wrote a particularly interesting article, so I wanted to give him a whole segment rather than just a, a preview. That, like we, like we, you know, we ask him the question and him try to embarrass him. Try to embarrass him. Yeah, he, he embarrasses us. You're going to be he, nice to him. Now. But then we ask him uh, just to give us a little preview on the article rather than just a little preview. We're going to have him talk about the whole article because it was that interesting. Sam, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you guys? Fantastic. So let's talk about. So the article is based on what's happening with uh, with with bump stocks. Um, why don't you, uh, why don't we do this? First off, what's the name of the, uh, what's the name of the article? The article is called let them fight it out in the courts. Um, and it is available on the SDCGO blog, uh, San Diego County gun slash blog. And it's, uh, the, the first one after the pinned, uh, post. Sandy, I, th- I think it's up on Inland Empire's gun, uh, website too. And, and Orange County's as well. I think it's up, up on all three, but you can definitely get it at San Diego. So check it out. Okay, so talk about the article, but before you do that, can you give about a just a little one two? What exactly is bring us up to speed on the on the uh, bump stock ban? What 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 happened? What's happening? And then uh, where where are we at? All right the 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 quick version the 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 back of the envelope version is in 2018 the Trump administration passed. Um, basically by direction of the executive, um, ATF reinterpreted the law to make uh, bump fire stocks illegal, uh, reclassified them as machine guns, made them them illegal. Uh, four years later, four years and one month later, um, just this month, 
the fifth U.S. Circuit Court or the fifth District Circuit Court of Appeals, fifth sorry, fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, struck that down as uh, unconstitutional and illegal. So theoretically, four years later, they should be legal again. So why? Okay. So why? Why is why is it? So it's really about the process. Exactly. It's not and about it, what. It's not about. It's not a. You know. It's not about a bump stock. It's not about whether or not you like bump stocks or dislike bump stocks or think bump stocks bump stocks are cool. Um, it's 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 really about the procedure, how they went about doing this, right? It is exactly. It's and and that's sort of the angle I take in in my blog post. Um, when this was happening four years ago, um, I heard a lot of people saying things like, and and again, I'm I'm just touching on stuff that I already wrote. Uh, so if you want the full version, you guys can can go read it, and and I would love that. Um, but uh, a lot of people were saying, well, I don't own one, so it doesn't affect me. Well, I didn't own one either. Frankly, I think bump fire stocks are kind of dumb. But the the way the government went about doing it is kind of ATF's mo, which is they're an enforcement agency. They're part of the Department of Justice. They are charged with enforcing a part of the tax code which is the National Firearms Act and, and certain associated laws. But what they end up doing is they take advantage of uh, the sort of lack of clarity in, in some of the legislation, and they're allowed a lot of leeway in how they interpret those laws. So every few years, they, they come out and reinterpret a law that's already on the books to change what is and isn't a crime. That's that's okay, why can't they do that? What's what what's the proper? How should let's say they did want to do this, um, which I'm not even sure there is a constitutional way to ban a bump stock. But if they did, what at least procedurally would have been the proper way to go about it? Procedurally, in my professional opinion, the proper way to go about that type of thing would be to have it go through Congress, just like any uh, just like any other law, just like the NFA did in 1934, just like the Gun Control Act did in 1968, um, just like the Firearm Owners Protection Act did in, in 1986. This stuff is supposed to go through the legislature and be debated. Laws are not supposed to be made by people who are not elected um, and who have no part in the lawmaking process. ATF is an enforcement agency. Yeah, bureaucracy. It's just bureaucracy. Okay, so that's that. Real what you just described. That's not even the. I don't even. That's not the guts of the article. That's really the context of the article. So what? So what's what? What was the point of the article? Give us the give us the meat and potatoes of the article. Um, well, I, I really touch on a lot of things. I, I try to keep the readers interested with a, a variety of different things to look at and pay attention to. But something else I mentioned um, that I know you and I talked about a little bit is how people kind of ignored what was going on back in 2018 because Trump was in office. Um, I, I heard um, out here in, in Virginia, which it's, it's kind of a purple state, but a lot of people in my area voted for Trump in 2016. Um, people were saying like something along the lines of, oh, he would never do that. And then he did. Um, or they would, they would sort of figure out ways to creatively reinterpret things that their, their guy said, uh, Donald Trump said, in ways that made him seem less bad. And they wound up with a lot of egg on their faces when he did actually end up going after 
um, bump fire stocks and and circumventing the legal process to do so. Interesting. So what? Why was uh, why was it why was it important for you to write this article? What what really was the catalyst? What made you want to write this article? Well, it was topical, and it gave me a really good opportunity to discuss this ongoing problem of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives in in my mind and in many people's minds, overreaching, uh, grossly overreaching their area of responsibility and essentially legislating through reinterpretation, which is a very sketchy type of behavior. Um, And it also gave me an opportunity to talk about how you shouldn't just blindly defend a politician because he or she happens to have the letter R next to his name or the letter D next to his name. You have to look at what these politicians are actually doing and saying and make up your mind based on that. Exactly. There are no friends in politics. You don't have any friends in politics. I don't care who you are. I don't care who the person is. You do not have any friends in politics. You only have temporary allies. And, you know, the other thing I really liked about this article is it really helped to illustrate that uh, one thing that's really it's difficult to make clear. um, And that is that, uh, you know, I've been saying for a while now that the Republican Party is nothing more than it's the second. They're just the uh, uh, the second worst Second Amendment Party. That's all they are. It's they're they're not they're you you cannot look to the Republican Party to save your Second Amendment rights. You cannot rely on the Republican Party to to uh, to maintain your Second Amendment rights. Time and time again. Now, does that mean Democrats aren't worse? No, of course they're worse. They they have a much worse history. They have a much worse platform when it comes to the Second Amendment. But they don't try to hide it. But they don't try to hide it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, they they tell you, hey, we're gonna come, ban- we're gonna ban come your guns. Come to get your guns. Get and then ready. They're gonna, then they then they actually try to do it. Republicans. No, we no, they just well no, look. No, we're not gonna ban. Yeah, yeah. So you know they use the air quotes. We're not gonna ban your guns. Air quotes. We're just gonna ban your guns. Yeah. Well, we might if we ban your guns, we're gonna phase it in over three years. And you're or never you, gonna see them anyway. So no. Or you know what my favorite is is look an assault weapons, uh, uh, you know an assault weapons law. We're not going to take your gun. We're going to let you keep your gun, but then you can never buy a gun like it ever again, and no one else can either. I mean, you know, those kind of shenanigans are exactly and that's all they are. Shenanigans. That's what exactly what the Republican Party. Now, I got to tell you, I I think that uh, I can't really think of a more pro Second Amendment president than Donald Trump. But that doesn't mean that he didn't mess up, <laughs> you know, that things under his administration that were bad for gun owners didn't happen, right. you know. But, I mean, you know, the other part of that is you really can only look at the modern era when you look at presidents of the Second Amendment because, you know, nothing happened for, you know, 150 years. I mean, until 1934, really nothing happened. Uh, but then every president after that's, you know, been either lackluster or bad. They just kick it down there. And that includes, uh, you know, people like Ronald Reagan, you know, um, uh, which everybody, you know, well, gee, he's a Republican and we did all kinds of really great memes about him. Um, But that kind of stuff is uh, we're not going to get anywhere if we trust the Republican Party. We're certainly not going to get anywhere if we don't call out uh, people that are, quote unquote, friends when they do something wrong, when they do something uh, anti-Second Amendment, which is exactly what you're doing, Sam. And I think that what you did is extremely important. 
Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And what you just said reminds me of, of something um, Eric Blandford said, um, of, of whom I'm, I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar. Um, and he said that when Trump was in office and Congress was controlled by Republicans, anti, uh, pro-gun legislation, uh, pro-2A legislation should have been like picking off a Taco Bell menu. <laughs> we should have had basically free run of protecting our rights, or rather uh, our congressmen should have, but not a single piece of pro-2A legislation was passed during that time. We didn't get the Hearing Protection Act. We didn't get any real reclassification of anything on the NFA. Didn't get we reciprocity. Didn't get national reciprocity. Yeah. No, that's the easiest thing. That is the easiest thing. But they and did. Get it. But what we did get under Trump and a Republican Congress uh, is we got uh, a bump stock ban, number one. And number two, the other thing we got is is, uh, is more thorough and improved background checks, which was a part of the reciprocity bill. Where they left the reciprocity bill on the cutting room floor. Anyway, excellent job. Another point in time when when, re, when Republicans, so-called Republican uh, or pro-Second Amendment Republicans, we should have gotten a whole lot was 2000 when Bush was a, a, a Texas governor got elected president we had a a a republican congress nothing to show for it nothing to show for it anyway fantastic article stay tuned we're going to talk to uh we're going to do uh uh stump my nephew next dave you got it brother all right this is gun hunters radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense event happens in seconds. In the time it takes to listen to this commercial, your life can change forever. I pray you're never forced to shoot in self-defense, but if you must, then you must be ready. That's why USCCA exists. Because every responsibly armed American should have the training and education to navigate a self-defense situation. And should you ever need it, 24-7 24-7 critical race, critical response team is right there for you. <laughs> to discover more about USCCA, visit uscca.com slash G-O-R. Critical Act, what? Critical race. Act now because the life you save could be your own. That's uscca.com slash G-O-R. Hey, so. What do you got? We have, so you know, our everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. Yeah. Sam, the gunman, right? You got a sticker that says So it? if you actually do stump him, you now get, of course, you get a special prize, but you also get, we, we just made something cool. Yeah. Uh, Rich made something cool. Look at that. You get a patch. Oh. I should say, I stu- oh, I did. I stumped <laughs> Sam. Yeah. How Look at Hello, that. Sam. What do you think, Jackson? Now they're making apparel to come after you. I know. Can Looks they- awesome. Can you see it in the camera? Is that good? Yeah? There you go. So I this is I don't think we've given one of these out yet. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, they're not retroactive. So if you've already stumped Sam, <laughs> let me see. If don't call in or email. Because you don't me. even know how it goes on, do you? What do you mean? How do you attach it to something? You lick it. No, you, <laughs> you lick it don't. and then stick it on your. No, you don't. I'm pretty sure that's how. No, it's for an iron. You use an iron. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Do you use an iron? I, I think used you have to, to do sew it. it. I had a, my own little business for a while. Is it just ironing? I think you got to sew. Well, it. you could sew it on. But if you take and put that on your shirt, jacket, or hat. Put a, a, a iron? towel over it, and then count to uh, they, you know sixty seconds. Then turn it over. Do the other side. 
and it'll stay forever. Is that I'd business re- still going? What? Is that business still going? No. I'd recommend that you I put it in it a- I bought it just uh, after Dale Earnhardt Sr. died. If you get one of these, I would recommend that you uh, you don't sew it or iron it. I, I would put this in a safe deposit box. They're yeah, that, that valuable. You should number for them. For safekeeping. Well, yeah, because if you win one, <laughs> we that's only, super rare. We only made one. So oh. we figured, because we know we're not going to have to give it away. Sam, how's it going, man? We th- Excellent segment there. Appreciate all the writing that you're doing for San Diego County Gun Owners. Again, if you want to read, um, and, and for Inland Empire and for uh, Orange County Gun Owners, if you want to read Sam's articles along with Joe's articles along with uh, occasional other guest writers, then please go to uh, our website, San Diego County Gun Owners.com. Go to the blog. Go to Inland Empire Gun Owners.com. Go to the blog. Go to Orange County Gun Owners.com. Go to the blog. So, you ready for your question? Yeah, let's have it. Hopefully, you won't have to give away that patch so soon. Yeah, man. <laughs> don't let us down. We, I don't don't make us have to order another patch, Sam. <laughs> All right, Action Jackson, fire away. Who's this from? Ibrahim uh, from Los Angeles asks, "What is the difference between the civilian and military versions of the Sig Sauer P320?" There you go. What was that, Ibrahim from Los Angeles? That's who that is. Thank you very much for writing in. Um, sorry you have to live in Los Angeles, but, uh, you know, someone's got to take for the team. Yeah. Um, what is the difference between the civilian and military versions of the Sig Sauer P320? As most of you know, the uh, U.S. military has switched away from uh, their legacy pistols to the M17 and M18 modular handgun system, which are variants of the P320. They are distinctive because of their color, but you can get civilian pistols in the the uh, flat dark earth or tactical beige, as I like to call it. But they are significant for having um, manual safeties, which other versions of the P320 do not. Um, and on the M17, the slide extends past the frame. On typical P320s, um, if it's a full size, it'll have a full length uh, full length dust cover. If it's a compact, it has the compact size dust cover. Uh, the M17 is the only variant where the slide actually hangs over. Though if you want one of those and you don't live in California, you can buy an M17 or M18 on the civilian market. Way to rub that in, Sam. <laughs> no. So, uh, uh, okay, so first off, you totally nailed it. I think you hit, you, you hit more than he even... Uh, he even uh, uh, included. He even knew. But okay, six hour uh, three three P three twenty is a what nine millimeter pistol, semi automatic, right? Correct. Is it uh, what is it? Striker fire. It is striker fired. Um, you can actually convert them to different calibers. The, there's this system. Um, it, they call it a modular chassis system. Um, Sig likes to pretend they invented it. They didn't. Steyr did but SIG popularized it, where the serialized component, unlike like on a Glock or an M&P, the serialized part is the frame. Um, it's all one unit, so if you want to buy a different size frame, then that's a whole new gun. On the P320 platform, the serialized component is what they call the fire control unit, which is this stamped metal chassis that houses the trigger and, and all the, the fire control components. So you can switch frame sizes and switch slides, change calibers and all that stuff um, just by buying new parts over the counter. It's awesome. I was having a heart. You know, I was actually looking just last week for the the conversion for the 9mm. I couldn't find it. 
What do you mean you couldn't find it? Like on the internet or you couldn't yeah, find it? In... I could only find it like on eBay used. Like they, I don't know if they're redoing the, the nine. Sam, do you have any insight on that? Why am I having a hard time finding um, it? I do not, but I can tell you that um, SIG does not make enough parts and guns. And I have my own, uh, I, this, this is a little bit of a sore spot. So I'm going to try <laughs> to keep the complaining to a minimum, but it's, it's always tough to find uh, some of their most in-demand parts that they should know to make more of. It seems like they're artificially limiting the supply. And, and what, talk a little bit. Okay, so the M17 and M18, what, what are, what's the difference between the 17 and the 18? It's both, they're both P320s, technically, but what, what is the difference between the M17 and the M18? The only differences are the slide length and barrel length. The M17 has a, uh, I want to say, f- f- uh, 4.7-inch barrel, and the M18 has like a 3.8 or a 4-inch barrel. The Army opted for the M17 for most soldiers to be issued pistols, and the M18 for people like CID who want something or need something a little bit more compact because of their job requirements. All the other services opted for the M18, which is a little bit shorter. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, so, but okay, so if you see somebody, generally, if you see somebody in uniform or in BDUs or whatever, they're going to be carrying an M17. In uh, ACUs, they're called. But a- yes, ACUs. Yeah, Army Combat Uniform. That's yeah, that's what you say. One. BDC. Oh, they're not BDUs anymore. No, they not- they they had to change the acronym because it's the military, so they like changing acronyms. But it's a different oh, uniform. Right. Okay, so if you see somebody, but if you see somebody in a in a uniform, they're they're probably going to be carrying an M seventeen. The M eighteen, uh, it's more for uh, people that are carrying concealed or investigators, that sort of thing. Is that what I'm understanding? Within within the army, yes. Um, if the person you're looking at is in a service other than the army, it is an M eighteen. So Marines. M18s. Air Force has M18s. The Navy, I believe, is getting M18s, but they're usually last in line for pistols. Oh my gosh! So the Army got M18s, but most of their most of the folks that are carrying are uh, if they're carrying, jeez, uh, it's probably going to be an M17. That's interesting. So like ninety. Let's see. Well, let me think. That's not true. Yeah, like 90 percent of the military bought the M18s and then the army just has these M17s for like MPs and so and I guess you're just not going to join up. And the yeah, only difference they're... is the the barrel length really. Exactly. Yeah, and you can they use the exact same frame, they use the exact same everything else. You can convert back and forth between the two if you have the longer slide and longer barrel. Everything else is identical. Hence modular handgun system. Um it's it's designed to be messed with uh you know different size frames theoretically caliber conversions and things like that. Um, though, as far as I'm aware, they only purchased the medium size grip frames. Interesting. All right, Ibrahim, well, thank you for the question. You're going to get a hat or a t-shirt, but you did not stump my nephew. Now, Sam, have you ever shot a, uh, have you shot a 320? Uh, I have shot a P320. Um, it's, they're fine. I have some, some complaints about the pistol, the pistol on a mechanical basis. But um, I just, I personally, I did not shoot it that Al- well. Alicia's I'm laughing. More why are comfortable you, with blocks. Why don't you like? I'm wh- just curious what his complaint is. Yeah, what's your complaint? Um, oh, about the mechanical stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have to spend too much time, more than is available, uh, over the radio. I'll have to write it out in essay form. His next blog. Um, Jackson, you you shoot a 320, don't you? Uh, yeah. You went from a Glock to a 320. 
Uh, yeah, SIG M17320. And what do you think, bud? You like it? Yeah, it's awesome. You like it better than your Glock? Uh, just the taddest of bits. <laughs> just the taddest of bits. All right. The the trigger is much superior to what you get on stock Glocks, um, and because of the modularity, they are very, very popular on the competition circuit, at least out here. There are lots of special competition models. And you said it's got an external manual uh, uh, um, uh, safety. safety, right? Where Where is that? on the? Where did they add that? It is ambidextrous on the rear part of the frame where you would expect the manual safety to be on like anything else, like on a 1911. So I don't really like manual safeties, um, but they, uh, but as far as manual safeties go, they did a pretty good job. Uh, this was part of the military requirement. So yeah. even the Glock submission had a manual safety, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's easy to reach, but um, not, too easy to accidentally engage. I think the safety is is well executed, a, at least in terms a of lock with a manual safety. That's like, I don't know what that's well, like. Well, the that's SIG, like it a, makes sense. It's a hammer fire gun. You don't want to have that without. But a, a Glock with a manual safety is like a. That's like sacrilege. Like, that's like the USS Enterprise and <laughs> Chewbacca at the helm. <laughs> that's what that is. It's exactly like that. All right, Sam. Awesome job. Well, thanks for having me on. As always. All right, we'll take check in with you next week. Hey, folks, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And a big shout-out to our sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Tree, San Diego Flight Training International, U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Big shout-out to Alicia Curtin, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, and, of course, the wizard, Brendan Thomas. Bob Siegel's in the house tonight. Stay tuned for an unbelievable show right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.